<laughs> Welcome back to I Love You 3000 Minutes. My name is Brian. I'm Richard. And this is the podcast that traveled back in time, Endgame style, to rewatch the entire Infinity Saga from Iron Man 1 to Spider-Man Far From Home. Anyone who's been noticing my hands, I know that at one point I started crossing them and doing that, but then when I was editing today, I was like, yeah, I decided to stick with it just because, hey, it evolved, but it still didn't make sense visually. Because Iron Man 1 starts at the left, Spider-Man Far From Home starts at the right from your perspective. That was unknown to most, especially audio listeners, but, you know, it didn't, you, ha- it didn't have to be said. <laughs> you went for it. It's, uh, it's admirable. There's a, there's a positive in there. One marvelous minute at a time. This is a minute 106 of Iron Man 1 and Richard. What happened? Okay, so Stane goes full supervillain. All right. Gets right up close to Pepper, who's struggling to even stumble backwards. And um, he says, your services are no longer required. And he points the massive oversized gun at her head, which is like, thankfully, it needs some time to start worrying up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... Stark comes out of nowhere, he goes, Stain! And as it's worrying up, he changes uh, direction and aims at Tony. I never realized what he said without these subtitles. I just thought he always <laughs> went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Or stop. Like, something. I, yeah. I'm definitely not Stain. Yep. And, um... Better saying Stain than... Obadiah! Bless <laughs> syllables. <laughs> <laughs> so he spears Stain or tackles him really, really hard back down through the ground, which, I mean, it doesn't look that thick, you know? Like, the ground that he smashes him through. I mean, apparently... Oh, he just goes through the hole that Stain originally made. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I think I found a continuity error. Mm. But I wouldn't to go through that to see how he stood up but apparently he just didn't there's a little what would essentially be a tightrope to the robot so, so there's there's at least two le- uh, no it could just be one level i'm thinking there may be two levels but no yeah he hits him through that hole the concrete is thin but there's really nothing that stain could have held on to he might have been able to like touch the ceiling from that tightrope area Mm. so stain must have just jumped really really hard and (laughs) calculated like you know boost jumped with his repulsor blast and and he calculated you know boosters take a long time to start Mm -hmm. though uh, it, it, you might have calculated this concrete is one meter thick or, you know, one and a half meters thick. This is how much force it will take. And he just goes as hard as he can, jumps through it, and then I, he gets lodged I, in there. I believe everything about that, except that Obadiah Stain did some math. <laughs> <laughs> but now, I'm remembering the thrusters, I'm like, all right, kind of, even though we didn't hear... <laughs> as he's still coming out, mm-hmm. which is should be really noticeable. You could kind of justify it. And he might have lodged himself into the ceiling and then just continued to pound his way out through the top Diglett style. And, um, yeah. So, uh, Tony Stark pounds him through that same hole through, that Obadiah entered through. Yeah, through there, he scrapes him on the floor where all the agents were killed and then mm-hmm. out another wall to a highway. Yes. Which, um, just thinking about the whole layout... I don't remember seeing the building that he went into with the arc reactor being that close to a highway. Mm -hmm. Remember when we took way too long because of me trying to figure out the whole geography of the place? Mm -hmm. I don't think it was that close to a highway. Yeah, (laughs) no, it's just random highway right there. Yeah, Um, other side of the wall of sector. 
Chin 16. They just <laughs> popped right out, yeah. Uh, might have to look back at one of the previous minutes to see, you know, like, is it near a freeway or something? Well, that'll be pretty easy. There was only the one that really showed a big shot of it, which was... Here we go. And is consistent with the highest good... Well, there was actually so where where well mm, not so much there's a highway there if we were correct about it we're we're going back to if you're listening to audio I'm sorry I don't remember what minute it is but oh no yeah it, it's it's pretty much right there's a couple walls it would have to smash through mm-hmm. actually because it's underground mm-hmm but he shows up around this helicopterish area, and mm-hmm. since section sixteen is underground, it would have to go upwards. So it's not quite right, but there is a highway near-ish. It so if it would go down, then maybe if they popped back up, but they really just go horizontally. Is that elevation there? I think it's just a big wall. There's a couple walls between the arc reactor building and the highway mm-hmm. alone. But you see what I'm saying, though, right? Like, is that elevated? Because it is the highway elevated. Yeah. Is it, it, no? Is the building elevated? Is Stark Industries elevated from the highway because over there you see it uh, everything level and then it seems like the highway dips right there. Mm, I don't know. I think the highway is actually going upwards. That's why the wall seems to get a little smaller angling up. And the wall is huge here. So I, I think they're by the basement bars. I just see a shadow. Uh, like because the see the shadows of this wall are kind of low, but this mm-hmm. is a higher wall. So it's bigger. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what, they would have to bust out of the ground. One, I guess if it's lower, right? It's really, kind of hard to really, tell. It's just like, and then they travel <laughs> from the hole that he actually makes by the entrance. They travel just enough to maybe hit through that first wall, but not long enough that second internally. Mm-hmm. Actually, not even that far. Because yeah, whatever. It's not quite perfect, but there is a highway near there. So the overhead shot that we looked at was the minute where he said was finishing up his press conference speech right before Obadiah meets him in the arc reactor room and tries to get him to stop if you want to go back to that minute. Okay, so the rocket tackle. Uh, I'm just going to see if we can see if it's low. It just cuts. It just cuts. It seems like maybe they eventually pop out there. Well, I'm trying to see if it's lower. It might be lower to the building, actually. Around 20 seconds, we can see that the one of the Stark Industries buildings is pretty high up. Mm-hmm. So the highway might actually be lower, like you were saying. Yeah. So Tony completes his rocket tackle and they plow out <laughs> onto the uh, highway. Hashtag rocket tackle. Yeah. And uh, they end up in the middle of the highway. There's a car that's coming at them and Obadiah literally assists backhands it upwards and it goes flying. What's an assist backhand? Wrestling term? No, it's like... Uh, he didn't just backhand it. Like the car was had to go off somewhere and he assisted it, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Um so that happens. Uh plenty of traffic accidents are ensuing, and a car drives right up to them where they landed, and Obadiah, full supervillain mode, he's lost his mind, just decides to randomly pick up this car for no reason. Yeah, he's at, just like at least in the similar-ish movie Ant-Man in terms of structure. They justify why Yellow Jacket is losing his mind because he's not protected from the pin particles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. This is just like, maybe I can make the bots murder everybody and then all the people who helped me build it won't tell me. Tell about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so really the only justification I could give to if he stayed alive after this movie, which is the original plan, 
is that he would murder the people who would blame him or know about him exactly and maybe murder the people that helped him build it and then go off withdraw cash in a bunch of his stocks and just either go in hiding if things seem still suspicious about him or just try to live a double life villain style. Yeah, know? maybe. That's the only just if he succeeded at killing Tony mm. or or if it ended with him still being alive, then just cashing in all his stocks as soon as he can buy gold, go underground and just be like, I am Iron Monger. I will have my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So the car drives right up to him and he just decides to pick them up and uh, his face is right up to them. It looks pretty crazy. Okay, so I guess he wasn't just planning on killing them. He was planning on using that car as a weapon on Tony and yeah. smashing him. But also killing them because it's collateral damage. Right. <laughs> Like, he literally knows he's in a movie, and he just has to put out the the villain line, Collateral damage, Tony! We're ironmongers! People (laughs) die! (laughs) Was that an Audi, by the way? Let's see. It would surprise me if it was a Chevy and they're trying to... I think I saw the circle. No, you need to... Yeah, that's an Audi. The circles. It's simple enough that I can remember it. (laughs) Well, I... Not a car guy. I... I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to trash another company by destroying their car. You know, well, that's what I was talking about. So it doesn't get trashed, I guess. And plus plenty of movies, plenty of car companies put their movies to like Transformers just to be destroyed. Shit done. Mm -hmm. So he's about to melee Tony with a car with a family of people inside. (laughs) And Tony says, divert power to chest RT, which is repulsor. What again? Uh, Repulsor technology. Hmm. Chest RT. Make sure. Repulsor something. Repulsor. Toaster. Repulsor. I don't know, man. There's nothing in this movie that said RT. It's Repulsor something. The only only mention that is RT in this whole movie about Repulsors is Repulsor technology. The Jericho missile has our proprietary Repulsor technology, so. Yes. So he blasts Stain from his chest beam, and Stain literally gets blown out from underneath the car that he was holding, and Tony's able to catch him. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. That's a strong Repulsor. Yeah, all the power was behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family's screaming. Well, it's just a mother and three kids, so not the <laughs> full, full family, but... Father's dead. He died and he was in the convoy that protecting Tony. <laughs> and Tony saved his family. How, how nice. Total, it's totally canon. I didn't just make that up, though. That would be a cool connection. So, as he's holding them and struggling to keep them up, uh, Jarvis says power reduced to 19% and that's where the minute ends. It's a close-up of Tony's face and you see more cool stuff. Out of focus <laughs> stuff on his face. Right. Right. The one thing I thought was really cool is that as power gets diverted, you can see through the little flaps on his stomach that the light starts shining out and around the shoulders, like where it's powering up on his chest bleeds out the sides, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a really cool detail. It helps show it travel first off. And then just it's not a completely sealed suit, I guess, which is good for Ant-Man in Captain America Civil War. Let's see, what kind of car does he smash into since you were thinking about that? What type of car is that? It's out of focus so fast. I think it's some Toyota. All right, so one that does get trashed is not an Audi. But, oh shit, there's five, 
four kids. Oh, I thought yeah. there were only three. Yeah. Two boys, two girls, all blonde except for the boy up front. So, uh... You mean it's their friend? Either that or... Well, she's got different colored hair. Maybe her first kid was with somebody else. Could be. Who knows? Yeah, I'm just messing around. It's probably... No one really thought that much of it. Right. Let's see. Maybe there's an Easter egg about what it goes through. Our... Oh, Roxxon. That's a Marvel kind of Exxon company. Mm. Or is Exxon the company? Yeah. The big oil? Yeah, Roxxon is a company. That's a big evil company in the MCU. Or Marvel. That's cool. Canon. It's a cool little Easter egg you found. Yeah. I don't think it's mentioned anywhere else in the movie. Uh, yeah, it's not mentioned in the movie, but I, I definitely know that it has to have been mentioned in like breakdowns and stuff. Let's see. All right, Jarvis says power reduced to 18% in 59 seconds, but then in the bottom left-hand corner from our perspective, it says 18 and then goes down to 17. So the power is draining fast when it's all being put to, I guess, the not hydraulics, but whatever to hold that power mm-hmm. up. And remember, it was like 42 or 40-something when he was flying. Mm-hmm. So. so I literally don't remember what happens uh, for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining he rips the arc reactor out of Iron Mom chest as his next move that's yeah that should be yeah all right let's go see what's next mm-hmm. follow along in the minutes on instagram at i love you 3000 minutes and if you want us to see and if you want to see us eat a bunch of bites of new york style pizza with the bomb on every single bite time's running out you gotta put in your reviews we're filming this way ahead of time so i don't know if we've exceeded the five minimum but if you put a rating or review on apple Podcasts. It'll make us do an extra bite. Takes three seconds for the rating, a little longer for the review. I'll leave your Instagram handle in your review if you do, because we'll do some giveaways in the future. I know I've got like that blockbuster Iron Man DVD. That'll be our first giveaway. If there are reviews that aren't mine by the end of this one given away, I'll choose one of those people. I'm Richard. I'm Brian. You've got an army. We've got a podcast.